There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Discover your inspiration to lead by hearing from those who are in the trenches each day, leading themselves and leading others. We will learn about their unique leadership style and identify the shared qualities between those who do it tremendously well. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lead with Empower podcast. Hope you had a nice little holiday break there last week. We took a, a mini vacation from the podcast. Excited to get back to it. Started December, the holidays are approaching, and we are going to be joined by our uh, the three Empower Adventures operations managers. Um, we'll have Calvin Joustra from Empower Adventures Tampa Bay. We will have Chris Fox from Empower Adventures Middleburg. And last but not least, we'll have Paul Capadona from Empower Adventures Connecticut joining us today. Uh, really excited to catch up with these three guys. They do great work at each Adventure Park location. Um, we're going to get into a little bit about what each location offers and some of the unique differentiators at each property. We're going to talk quite a bit about the leadership challenges faced in the outdoor adventure industry during the, uh, the year of 2020. And last but not least, each location has some awesome holiday gift deals going live as we speak. So if you're interested in huge savings on some awesome adventures in 2021, you will learn all about those different offerings uh, when you hear from Calvin, Chris, and Paul. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you enjoy our conversations with the Empower Adventures course managers. All right, and batting leadoff today for the Empower Adventures course managers is Mr. Calvin Joustra. He's down in not-so-sunny Tampa area, Florida. It's actually cooler down there than it is in Connecticut this morning as we record in advance of the Wednesday evening release. Calvin, how the heck are you? Good luck. Good to see you. Doing well. It is actually sunny. It's it's not cloudy. <laughs> it's sunny, but it is just chilly for down here. And notice I say chilly, uh, not cold. I am a northern boy, um, kind of like you originally. So I can't say it's actually cold uh, <laughs> down here. I'll, no, get, I'll get my get turned boy. off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so Calvin, you've been with Empower Adventures um, since the Tampa course opened back in 2016. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Uh, we opened June of 2016. And you come kind of by way of, of Minnesota, which is a different type of cold than what we have here in Connecticut. <laughs> we'll save that for another conversation. <laughs> hey, give us a talk, talk a little bit about, um, you know, your, your background and then your journey to Empower Adventures Tampa Bay. Yeah, so I've been in the outdoor adventure realm or industry um, for nine, almost 10 years now. Um, I got my start, uh, I think kind of like most people um, in college, uh, working at a summer camp. Um, I did um, climbing tower, high ropes, zip line, archery, riflery, pretty much all the cool stuff uh, at the <laughs> camp uh, during the summer. Um at my college had a rock wall I could climb at. Uh, so I'd go there a couple times a week for free, uh, which was super fun. Um, so really just fell in love with 
outdoor adventure and all the cool applications that it can have to your real life. Um, and so when I got my first opportunity to actually work at a zip line course um, that was actually over in Minnesota, moved there in 2013 um, to work there, had an amazing time, a um, little bit uh, not quite so year round <laughs> uh, up there, as you kind of know, in Connecticut as well. Um, so um, ended up finding um, Empower down in Tampa. And I was like, hey, that seemed, will probably be a little bit more year round than what I'm doing up here in, in <laughs> yep. Minnesota. And um, so gave it a shot, moved down here in 2016 and helped open the course. And it has been uh, a wonderful wild uh an incredible journey ever since awesome tell um you touched on and obviously uh, the the draw to outdoor adventure once you get into doing it you realize it's more it's it's play but there's more than just play what um and you mentioned the the real world takeaways what was there anything else that kind of drew you into doing this uh, as uh, as a career um you know do you know leading outdoor adventures zipline tours team building activities for you, is there another draw beyond, uh, hey, you know, this is cool stuff that can apply, you know, out to the real world for me personally? Yeah, I mean, it's, I actually just had an instance this weekend where I told, like, I told one of my guests that they were the reason I love my job so much. And it's seeing people do things that they didn't think were possible yep. and seeing that they're, that their eyes light up and just a huge smile when they've accomplished something that they, they didn't think that they could do and seeing them overcome that. And that this sense of joy and wonder of them getting past that, whatever it might be adversity, fear. Um, we deal with that a lot out here. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously uh, people tend to be afraid of heights or at least think they are and seeing them overcome that. And just the, the sense of, that kind of victory moment of yep. holy crap, I just did it. Um, <laughs> that is really why I love my job so much is help, being able to help people do that. And then being able to see the result of that doesn't always happen. We don't always see the full effect of it while we're on the course, but if we're at least planting that seed of leadership and that, that um, of pushing yourself as far as you can, and then going a little bit farther, yep. um, that's then we we've had a successful day. And one of the things that I think all of all three of the empower adventures locations do this very well. It's that, you know, you might have a group of, well, this year, the group sizes are a little bit different, but in past years, you might have a group of 10 people and you'll have, you know, maybe three or four who are, you know, nervous to really scared. And then you'll have a handful who are, you know, there for a good time. And then you'll have a, you know, a couple who might be, you know, this might be their, 20th zipline adventure park that they visited um what's cool is i think is the the people up on the tours the, the zipline tour guides or the adventure park tour guides do such a good job of recognizing like oh calvin's one of those people that he's really nervous so he needs to hear this type of stuff this other person is like zipline pro you know we need to get the job application ready and find you know finding <laughs> finding a way to connect with you know, just about everybody, even though you're going through the same course and the same ex physical experience together. Yeah. And it's, it's having that understanding that for some people, it's, this is going to be very easy. Yep. And then for other people, this is going to be very difficult and that it's, everyone's going to be outside of their comfort zone 
some people might be farther outside of their comfort zone than others. And that's fine. Um, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but the guides are there to kind of customize the experience and give you what you need so that you have a positive experience and a memorable experience, whether this is your very first time and you are absolutely terrified or whether you have been ziplining at 500 other places, we want to give you an experience that uh, you're going to remember for the rest of your life whether it's you're getting over the, your fear of heights or you're just here for a great time and uh, checking out some awesome views with some awesome people. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's, it's one of the, you know, being a zip line operator for, you know, about 10 years before focusing primarily on the team building and the leadership side of the business, like the course is the same, but the people are different every day yep. and the weather conditions and all that other stuff. But it's really about the, you know, if you can make the connection to the people and not necessarily the physical experience, it's not never a dull day on the job. It's always exciting. Nope. It's always new. It's always fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so tell us a little bit about our courses in Virginia and Connecticut are a little bit different than what you have down in Oldsmar, Florida. Um, we go through the trees, through trails in the trees the Tampa course is a little bit different. Tell everybody, uh, you know, if they were to visit Empower Adventures Tampa Bay, what type of aerial adventure experience should they expect? Yeah. So if you've never been to Florida, um, it's very flat. Um, so we, we've had to build our elevation. Um, so we are, um, Oldsmar is kind of nestled at the very top of Tampa Bay. We're about, I typically tell people Oldsmar is about 30 minutes from everything. So 30 minutes from downtown Tampa, 30 minutes from downtown St. Pete, uh, 30 minutes from Clearwater. So we're in a great little spot right at the top of the bay. Um, but since it's super flat, we've had to build our elevation. Our first tower is 65 feet up. We are above the trees uh, on pretty much all of our lines. Um, we have kind of two halves of the course. Um, our first half goes over the woods. So we have um, three different zip lines over the woods. We also have some adventure obstacles that are over on that side as well. And then the second half of the course, we actually go over some water. Um, we have two, our two longest lines go across the water. We also have a 200 foot long suspension bridge um, that goes across and over top of the water, which is really, really cool. Um, but the views are second to none. Yeah. Um, with Florida being super flat and us being way up high, <laughs> literally for miles. So you can see um, all the way over to downtown Tampa. You can see downtown St. Pete. You can see... Um, way down to uh, Apollo Beach, uh, which is probably like 12, 13, 14 miles, like straight line distance from wow. where we are. Um, and on a clear day, you can, you can see all the way down there. So you can really see literally all of Tampa Bay just from our, our course, which is absolutely incredible. That's and it so cool. never gets old. <laughs> Talk to what, so what do we have for zipline stats? Cause you guys, you guys have some long ones, some doozies there to give us a little insight into you know, the length of some of the rides and, and maybe touch on some of those adventure obstacles that are in there as well. Yeah. So um, our first line is our shortest in length, 400 feet long. We're kind of above the trees for that one. Um, it's kind of a good one to get people started on. Um, even though we start 65 feet up, um, it's our shortest one in length. So um, it's kind of for those that are nervous, it's over the quickest, uh, I guess, so they can just get through it. Um, but super fun, kind of above the trees on that one. And then our second line starts where that one ends, obviously. Um, that one's a little bit lower, so we're going kind of in between the trees a little bit um, rather than above them, a little bit longer. That one's 500 feet long. 
Um, and that brings us over to our obstacles. We have two different layers uh, or levels for the obstacles um, with two obstacles on each level. So okay. uh, on the first level, we have a rickety bridge. So you're basically walking kind of on like a, a ladder, so to speak, um, basically plank to plank from one side to the other. And it wobbles a little bit back and forth as you're walking across. Um, then on the way back where uh, we come across a swinging log, it's essentially just a giant balance beam that swings back and forth um, as you're walking across it. So that's personally my favorite one. Uh, I, I enjoy that one a lot and challenging myself <laughs> to go no hands and all that good kind of stuff right. across it. Um, so after that, we have to go back up some stairs. Um, again, Florida being flat, got to go back up. Gain that elevation, baby. Exactly. <laughs> after we go down on the zip lines, we have to go back up. Um, so when we get up there, we have um, two more obstacles. Uh, we have a multi-vine and an hourglass. And those ones are kind of cable crosses with the multi-vine, a bunch of ropes hanging down. And you're kind of hanging on to those as you're uh, traversing from one side to the other, using those ropes to keep your balance. Then on the way back, we're coming across the hourglass and that one, basically you're walking across the cable, shuffling sideways, and there's two ropes that make an X and you're kind of leaning out, pushing forward against that rope. Um, physically, it's a very easy obstacle. Um, it's probably the easiest that we have, but mentally it's a little bit more challenging because in order to be stable, you have to lean forward. Yeah. <laughs> and when people are, we're about, probably about 50 to 55 feet up, people don't really want to lean forward and look down um, <laughs> to keep themselves steady. So um, that one, it, it, it's fun for sure. Uh, but really, if they get the right body position, it is very, very easy to make their way across uh, that one. Um, after the obstacles, we are back to the easy stuff of zip lining, <laughs> I like to say. Um, people think on the first two lines that that was kind of difficult, and then they get over to the obstacles, and they're like, oh, wait, maybe zip lining was the easy part. <laughs> so when we get back to line three, it, typically that's when people really start, like, in not that they didn't enjoy the experience before, but that's when you can really tell that they're, like, comfortable with what they're doing, and it really starts opening up the group quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so our third line is sort of a mix of our first two and it takes us back to our start tower. Okay. So it's kind of a big triangle. Um, and it, you start above the trees, you dive down in between them. Um, 550 feet long. That's personally my favorite one. I love starting above it, the trees diving down in between, and then it typically always comes in really smooth. It almost uh, has that roller coaster feel where you start out in the open and then into some tunnel. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. Exactly. Super fun. Um, from there, we go back up some more stairs uh, <laughs> um, and we uh, head across the water. So our first one across the water is 600 feet long. Um, basically, we have we have some ponds here in the park that we're in that we go over. Um, so you start kind of over some over some grass and regular land and then you're going over uh, a a pond and sometimes in the morning not a whole lot of wind super glassy it is just an incredible feeling going yep. across that. Yep. Um, once we get over there we have our 200 foot long flight of the osprey bridge um, that we have named it we have some um, osprey that live in the area if you don't know osprey is a bird of prey kind of looks like a hawk or an eagle um, they eat about 99 percent fish for their diet this is kind of my uh, <laughs> The my eco little, my tour, baby. Yeah, that's right. Um, so basically, they um, they eat about ninety nine percent fish for their diet, which makes them what we call an indicator species. Okay. They will indicate the health of an environment around you. Um, 
Osprey will not build a nest where it is not appropriate for them to live. Like if they don't have the fish and that kind of stuff um, in the area for them to eat, they, they will not build a nest. So we actually have like three to five Osprey that live right here in the park. There's a nest really close by that we get to point out um, over on the bridge. Um, That just tells us that since, since they chose to build here in the park, that there's lots of fish. They eat about 68 fish every day. When there's lots of fish, that means we have good water. And when we have good water, that means we have a healthy ecosystem. So um, osprey actually are found on every continent in the world as well. So not just specific down here to Florida, but um, so if you ever see an osprey nest, wherever you are, um, you, you, you can tell that the, the ecosystem is doing well to support them. Because as I mentioned, they're not going to build a nest where it's not appropriate for them to live. And that's what a lot, I think a big misconception, we're going to kind of veer off track here a little bit, but we'll bring it back. A big misconception about like zipline courses, adventure parks is that they go into this beautiful wooded area or beautiful ecosystem and just rip it up, cutting trees down. Animals don't go there anymore and couldn't be further from the truth. You know, having spent a few days down there in the, uh, at the Tampa course over the years, you know, everywhere you look, you're seeing something that, you know, you don't normally see when you're driving or, or anything along that line. So um, it's glad to hear that the Osprey are showing it's a healthy spot. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, uh, it's yes, when you build a course, you do have to cut some, down some trees here and there, but really ultimately it, it is very minimally invasive to yep. um, where whatever area you're building in, which is, which is really nice. Absolutely. Um, so Hiking up the bridge, 200 feet long, it, it like inclines about 25 feet from the bottom to the top. Um, so a little bit of an incline on it, which is kind of fun. And then we're at the top and that is our best view top of the bridge. That's where you can see downtown Tampa, downtown St. Pete, all the way down to Apollo Beach. Um, just best view on the entire course for sure. Uh, and that brings us to our last line, which is our longest, 650 feet. It's typically our fastest line as well. Um, and that takes us back to our start tower again going across the water again this one you start you start kind of over the water so it's kind of a cool feeling just stepping off that platform and you got the water right underneath you (laughs) um taking you back to um our start tower and then we have a nice little auto repel um jump down if you will at the end uh where we hook you into the belay system you step off the platform and it lowers you down um people can walk down the stairs if they want to Honestly, about 99% of the people end up going down um, our true blue at the end, which is really cool. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's much better than just walking downstairs. Come oh, on. for sure. I mean, you've done everything else. It's like, why why walk down the stairs and lower down? Um, and then for those that are looking for a little extra adventure, we do have the Leap of Faith that people can add on. Uh, the Leap of Faith is essentially a 25-foot pole. It's a climbing challenge where, again, we hook you into a belay system. Um, you climb up these pegs on the side of the pole to get to the top of it. You stand on this very top, on the top of this pole, 25 feet up. It's about the size of a dinner plate on the top. It's got <laughs> nothing to hang on around you. So it's kind of a mental challenge of like, okay, I got to stand up. The pole's moving a little bit yep. as you're standing up there. <laughs> but you stand up and we have a couple different targets that are hanging down that are different heights. And basically you jump to try to hit one of those targets. Uh, but then the belay system just lowers you down afterwards. So um, definitely um, that one, I don't do it super often. So like when I do do that, that still gets my heart going a little oh, bit, yeah. which is always a good feeling. Um but yeah, that one, it, it kind of sums up the Empower experience too in one 
activity and one element where you're climbing up this pole. You're like, okay, I got this. And then you get to the top. You're like, Ooh, hold on a second. <laughs> no one told I, me about this part. <laughs> right. I, I don't know if, I don't know if I can do this. And then you got your guide down below coaching you through being like, okay, move your foot up here. You've got this, you can do this. And then you end up standing up and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just stood up. And then you jump off and you get down to the bottom feet back down on the ground. And you're just like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. And just uh, like that sense of accomplishment and victory uh, that you have after it. Um, so lots of fun stuff here. I, I really enjoy our course. It's beautiful. That's awesome. And you guys, you'll sprinkle in with certain groups. If they're looking for it, you'll sprinkle in some team building activities prior or after the zipline tour too. If someone's looking for, you know, more of a half day, full day type experience for their group of, you know, employees or students. Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, we also do that, that ground-based team building, um, events as well. Um, we customize it based on what they're looking to get out of the day. Some people are just looking for a fun day. So they just do the zip line. Some people are looking to do a little bit of specific team building. So we did a little bit on the ground, a little bit up in the air. Sometimes yep. we do just on the ground. Um, so we can, we can do all kinds of cool stuff for them. We've had a, a little bit of everything out here. It's awesome. Speaking of that, so you've been there for about four and a half years now. Yep. Um, talk to us a little bit about a like one group, and this is hard, right? To pick one yeah. group out of a chunk of time. What is is there one group that sticks out to you that was like, holy smokes, man, that was such a great day. What a great group to work with. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's really hard to pick at times because <laughs> we have so many really awesome groups that come in. Um, but I, I have to say not that like, just like teachers, I don't actually have a favorite, but I, I, <laughs> Good I, do, ha I do have a favorite. Um, it, we were lucky enough back in September of 2017, uh, to host the Tampa Bay lightning hockey team, uh, for a team building. Um, it was, I, I have to say it was a highlight of my career so far for sure. Um, but they brought 40 guys out. We split them into four groups of 10 and put them through 10 different kind of timed challenges and events. Um, and whatever team had the fastest combined time, um, after all of those events, uh, ended up winning. So it was a these guys are competitors, man. I mean, they're professional, professional athletes. So definitely know that they have that competitive edge to them, but seeing it really come out in a different way other than like on the ice yep. um, was super cool. Also getting them up in the air is, is definitely a, a, a like a leveler. Um, oh, there were some everybody. guys that were nervous. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, I, um, one of our staff told me, um, she was doing our uh, zip and sprint where they zip across the water, use a true blue to rappel down and have to sprint to a cone. And then the next person go. So it's kind of like a relay race Yep. and they had Kucherov up there, not to throw Kucherov <laughs> under the bus, but, uh, they had a uh, Kuch up there and he was absolutely terrified of, of heights and going zipline. He ended up doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome. Everyone ended up doing everything. Um, but I remember he in particular was, was quite nervous about uh, being up high. Um, oh, yeah. But it was a, an incredible day. Um, all super, super nice guys, um, really down to earth. Um, only took them three years to apply uh, what we taught them uh, to win the Stanley <laughs> Cup. So <laughs> they got close that year, though, right? That, they the did. Year they, they came out. Yep. Yeah, they got close actually both years um 
leading up leading up to this past year. Um, but yeah, I think they got into the the conference finals um, the year we were with them. Um, then they got swept the next year in the first round, unfortunately. Um, yeah, we could we could delete that part from the yeah. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and they ended up winning it this year. So um, just really cool to be a part of a part of that day um, and just kind of getting to know them for a brief moment of time. And yep. uh, it was a really, really, really memorable experience. And I'm going to shout them out too, because I had the pleasure of going down and working at this event. And I did the, uh, the on the ground activities. Uh, my station was the, the pipeline where you roll in a golf ball down tubes and you have to get it into a bucket and then the key punch challenge. And, you know, on the flight down, I'm like, these guys are going to be all about the aerial stuff you know, but I'm thinking in my head, like based on, you know, a lot of other groups, like they're going to hate the on the ground stuff. It couldn't, I couldn't have been any more wrong. Like they were so awesome with how they, you know, worked with one another, how they, you know, they took this competitive attitude and spirit and wanting to win, but it wasn't at the expense of like communicating effectively and like seeing what was working and, and, and not working and making the adjustments. So I, I was absolutely shocked at the level of buy-in that they demonstrated on the on the ground activities because I thought that was going to be the hardest sell. Um, ton of fun, and it was a really close contest too. At the end, I think there were two teams, and it came down to a tie time. But one team won more stations. I forget what it was, but it was, I know it was a tightly contested uh, battle. <laughs> yeah, it was either there was like a tied time, and we had some sort of tiebreaker, or it was separated by like just a couple seconds. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, which shows just how close all these guys were um and yeah they were they were the like you said the amount of buy-in was incredible um we you've had this before with groups where sometimes they come in and they're like yeah what is this gonna be and they're they're not really fully into it these guys were 100 into it um dudes were uh like um trash talking each other (laughs) and giving each other a hard time when they were like hesitating to go off a platform or something (laughs) like that it was it was a really really cool day i I absolutely loved it off the butt and it started and this is again uh, a a testament to joe and i think just the design of like you got as soon as they get there it starts right it's not when it's not when they're on the course and um we had the stereo system set up with Thunderstruck blaring as they came That's off right. the bus and right out of the gate that grabbed them. And then from there, it was, uh, it was just an overall great day. Um, so I, I would, I would agree that that, you know, even though I'm not down there in Tampa full time, that has to be a highlight. And anytime any group asks me, was that the fastest key punch time you've ever seen? it's an easy no because <laughs> and these pro skaters, you know, hockey guys, you know, basically jumping in and out of a circle to touch a number in like less than a second. I'm like, yeah, no, you guys got a way to go. Nothing personal. They're pro athletes. You're yeah. not, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, hey, so obviously a great highlight. 2020 has been a little bit different. I'm sure there's been some highlights, but there's been a lot of challenges. And, and again, we're blessed to not be in like the health you know, medical field where, you know, we're really out there on the front lines. Um, you know, so we had, you know, quite a few options, uh, um, you know, with regards to the, the COVID-19 pandemic and how it would impact our operation and, and you know, how it affected what we do on a day-to-day basis. Talk to us and touch on maybe one or two key um, leadership challenges that you feel like Empower Adventures Tampa Bay has, uh, 
you know, face this year? And, 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 you know, what were some of the leadership tactics you guys have implemented down there to overcome those challenges? Yeah. So like most non-essential businesses, uh, unfortunately, zip lining is not essential. Um, <laughs> That's fair though. <laughs> it's very fair. Very fair. Um, even though the stuff we teach is definitely essential. True. Um, true. But like most non-essential businesses, uh, we had to shut down for a good period of time. Uh, I believe down here, we were shut down for about eight weeks, um, right in the heart of our busiest time of year. Like we ended up closing down the, after the second week of March and that third week of March was going to be, um, spring break for all the schools down here and spring break is our busiest time of year. So Number one, that was kind of a gut punch uh, right there. And then we reopened uh, like the second week of May. So we were closed down for a a very long time. Um, So that that was a challenge and having to tell all of our our guides that like we're closed, we'll let you know when we're open again and try to keeping them engaged um, while they were, while we were closed down. one of the ways we did that, we did, we hosted some like uh, Zoom happy hours, which I'm I'm sure many people have been a part of uh, <laughs> since then. But we we had some activities that we set up um, for for that, like fun facts and and all of that kind of stuff. So um, so it was really fun to kind of see everybody again after a couple of weeks of like just being stuck at home. Um, so that that was. Um, one of the ways we try to keep them engaged. Um, but since opening, we've actually had a, or since reopening, we've had a really great response from our customers. Um, they, I, th- I think like a lot of people, they were, they're sick of being inside and they wanted, they wanted to do something outside. And thankfully zip lining normally takes place, at least for us, it's outside. And mm-hmm. so, that helps with people feeling a little bit more comfortable um, with um, the pandemic and everything um, being outside in the sun in the warmth and the, with the wind and everything uh, that kind of helps uh, mitigate um, some, some potential risk. Yeah. Um, we required face coverings. We put in extra um, sanitizing of all of our gear on top of what we already were doing. Um, we would rest the harnesses for like 36 hours um, and everything. When we first reopened, we um, limited the party, uh, our, our tour sizes to six people maximum, two parties maximum. So we yep. could spread out on our platforms. Um, so it was definitely a challenge trying to figure out how can we still operate and provide a, a exceptional customer service and this high level of products that we are known for given all of these different limitations yeah. of needing to be able to social distance and having the, the face coverings and um, being able to provide people um, with hand sanitizer. And normally we have like water coolers up. What are we going to do with that? And it was definitely a challenge of kind of putting all those pieces together and figuring out how can we still provide this while also still trying to be profitable. Yeah. Um, that was kind of the biggest challenge of figuring out, okay, if we're, how many harnesses do we have? If we do, how many tours can we do if we have to rest the harnesses for a certain amount of time and, and, and all of that. So it was, it was definitely, that was definitely 
probably the biggest challenge from Rio, like reopening, figuring out how, like just the rotation of all of the gear and, yep. and, and making that work with the, the different tour times. And it was, it, it, again, I think it's uh, that idea of there's this challenge in front of you and you can let it just completely derail what you're trying to do and trying to accomplish. Um, or you can, you know, work with the team and that, you know, I, I was, you know, proud, I think, of the the entire Empower organization about how we really collaborated between all the different loca the, the three different locations as well, um, to just hey, let's 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 find creative solutions, and it might not be exactly how it was prior to March 2020, but it can be close if we if we work hard at it and we, you know, um, you know, brainstorm and rely on all the resources that we have, we can come up with ways around the obstacle. Um, so that we can still do empowerment, do zip lining, do adventure fun. Yeah, absolutely. And what we found is that when we would get people up on the course, um, it was it still ran pretty much exactly the same, uh, which yep. was great. Um, it was just kind of the those little specific things of um, how long do we need to rest these harnesses, which harnesses do we use, all all of that kind of stuff. Um, but as we continued down and Florida ended, ended up going into phase two of the reopening, that was kind of nice because then we could open up um, kind of the tour sizes and um, kind of take away some of the limitations that we yeah. had, particularly with group size um, and, and resting the harnesses. We started resting them for 24 hours instead of 36 and still doing all the sanitizing and everything um previously um but then we we brought it up to eight people total um yeah. and then no no party limitations or anything like that so um it was it was with that that's when it really started kicking back in and we could start offering more tours and making them um getting more people on them and kind of getting a little bit more back to normal, yeah. um, which is kind of nice. Which is, it's, and it's good timing too, because, uh, you know, the holiday season is generally a, a busy time down there when you get people from, and I don't know how much people are going to be traveling this year, but typically a lot of people from up North travel South during these cold months up here. Um, but it's great to hear that you guys are starting to get back into the the regular swing of things. And as we approach the holiday season, and this is something that, you know, uh, that that's going to happen at all the locations um, at Empower Adventures, Tampa Bay, you guys have some holiday deals running right now. What are, um, what do you guys have on the docket for the holiday deals and where can people find out more information about them? Yeah, great question. I'll get to that in just a second, but I, I do want to say what's been great since coming back to reopening with the holidays we just got through our thanksgiving week and despite all of the, the the challenges that we faced this year and the limitations of the number of people that can be on the tours and and all of that kind of stuff we actually just had our busiest thanks week of thanksgiving uh like busier than 2018 and 2019 we had wow. more people come this year so um just goes to show that that hard work and not letting those those little things get you down and um, just controlling the controllable and doing everything you can to succeed um, yeah. and, and fighting through that, even when it gets hard, um, pays off. Yeah. Um, and that's what we were able to do. Um, but for our holiday certificates, um, 
we have our zipline adventure, uh, which was those five ziplines for adventure obstacles, 200 foot suspension bridge for uh, $59 per person. Um, never, those certificates never expire. Uh, the only caveat is you can't use it until after Christmas. Yep. Um, and you can actually um, upgrade uh, for $20 more. You'd get the, uh, the leap of faith. You'll get a t-shirt, you'll get a koozie and a sticker. Um, all of that for uh, just 20 bucks more. Uh, so if you want the, just the regular zipline adventure for 59, or if you want the whole kit and caboodle, uh, it's 79. And um, you can go on our website, zipontampabay.com um, for more information on that. If you want to book, a, a book an adventure with us or get those certificates, um, our, our number and everything is right on there. Um, but that's the best place to go, zipontampabay.com. And what's the, so it's it's fifty nine for the gift deal. What's the normal rate uh, for like if I were to come out on a Saturday to go ziplining? Yeah, so we have we actually have some tiered pricing. So weekdays the zipline adventure is seventy four dollars per person, and weekends it's seventy nine dollars per person. So for the same price as a regular adventure, you can get all of those add ons, the leap of faith, the uh, t shirt, the koozie, the sticker, all of that kind of stuff, and that ends up being like a hundred and thirty some dollar value for 79 bucks not a bad deal and so you get this experience and you get a couple the t-shirt memento the 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 koozie memento to remember you know all the adventure accomplishments you had during your time above the treetops at empower adventures and you know for those of you wondering it's it's funny you know it's so during the holiday gift giving and all that type of stuff. Everybody I think experiences that mental block. Like what am I going to get for dad or mom or their husband or sister or wife An experience, especially an experience that you can do together. And while that, you know, two, three hours that you're at the adventure park might only last two or three hours, what you did and the laughs that you shared. And, you know, I think the support that you give and get, you know, during that experience that that lasts far longer than you know, a pair of socks or a tie. So <laughs> absolutely. Hey, Calvin, we're on the, we're on the home stretch here and we got to save some time for Chris and Paul who are coming up next. <laughs> we're, <laughs> right. um, we're approaching the end of 2020. What are you looking forward to uh, for 2021 down at the power Ventures Tampa Bay? I am really looking forward to getting our group programs up and running again. Um, that was one, of a, a pretty big hit that we, uh, that we took with closing and, and, and with COVID and everything, um, our group programs um, didn't have nearly as many. We did still have some and they were great, um, but I'm really excited to get those group programs going again, um, getting those Boy Scout groups, Girl Scouts, church groups, sports teams, corporate yeah. groups, all, you name it. Um, I'm really excited to get those, um, get those going again. Um, so that's probably what I'm most looking forward to. Awesome. Awesome. Well, ladies and gents, that was Calvin Joustra. He leads with Empower. He is going out to kick some butt on the uh, the zipline course today. Calvin, thanks for taking a couple minutes out of your day. And uh, you put you set the bar pretty high for Chris and Paul. So nice job, brother. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Have a good one. You too. We'll talk to you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You just heard from Calvin Joustra down in sunny Tampa, Florida at Empower Adventures Tampa Bay. And up next, batting second in the batting order is Mr. Chris Fox, who is our operations manager at Empower Adventures Middleburg. 
in Northern Virginia. I'll have Chris uh, tell you a little bit more about the location there. But Chris, thanks for jumping on the Lead with Empower podcast. How the heck are you? I'm I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for for bringing me on here, Dan. Um, you know, yeah. yeah, excited to have you, man. Appreciate. Uh, I know it's not as busy of a time of year as it was maybe about a week ago. So, but I do appreciate you carving a few minutes out. Um, so. We'll get right into it, Chris. We did the same thing with Calvin. Just uh, for for the listeners, give everybody a little bit of your your background and what brought you over to Empower Adventures and talk a little bit about your your day-to-day operational role there, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, I got a degree uh, from Radford University in sport administration. And um, at the time, I I had started up two club teams down there uh, for wrestling and for uh, volleyball. I got out and I was doing some high school coaching, uh, but I was also working in retail management. And so doing that in Virginia and Tennessee, um, and it got to the point where I wanted to do something, you know, not retail based um, and, and <laughs> be able to do something fun. And, um, you know, I had, a, I had a lot of different positions. I worked at gyms and, and retail and factories and, um, you know, and, and I just kind of wanted something different and, and fun. And so I kind of just stumbled upon, you know, position here. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been loving it ever since, you know, it's it's definitely not quite what I was expecting when I got in and I love every second of it. So, and it was great. I I had, I had the pleasure of kind of being down and helping down at the course when you were very, uh, very green in your, (laughs) in your zip lining experience. Um, Tell everybody a little bit about because you were initially hired to be a, a kind of a seasonal zip lining mm-hmm. guide and uh, quickly moved up the ranks, due to, <laughs> you know, partially yeah. due to some circumstances and partially mm-hmm. due to, I think, you know, some of the the, the attributes you exhibited mm-hmm. in your in your early uh, you know time uh, with the team down there. Talk to us a little bit about that transition and yeah. and going from, you know, maybe working a couple days a week as a zip line guide to running the show down there <laughs> well so it, it's it's i don't know if it was good luck or bad luck but um including this job my my previous three jobs um within the first month of me starting at a new position my direct manager has either been quit or been fired or quit um so you know when i when kind of things happen here basically the end of my first week you know, we found out there was going to be a transition. Um, and you know, I, I was kind of used to it at that point. Um, <laughs> so, you know, uh, Joe th- kind of throughout that first year, Joe was like, you know, I'm just so impressed with, you know, how, how well you kind of rolled with the punches. So it's, it's kind of my, my normal shindig here, you know? So, um, so that was, you know, it was, it was a definitely a very different, um, situation, different, uh, location, different process and everything. Um, but to me, it all just came down to managing people and managing a business, which is what I had been doing for years. So it was just doing a little bit different stuff on the sides. Um, so, you know, it wasn't, it was big, definitely a big transition from, you know, all the technical and all that stuff. But for me, just the, the management of people has all been the same, regardless of the industry. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I vividly remember, and I have, I, I haven't gotten rid of any of the layers because, <laughs> You know, it was probably your second or third week on the yep. job, and I had gone down to help with uh, some training for new guides, and it was the some of the coldest weather it, <laughs> we've it, ever done training in. It was tough. It, it was. I I distinctly remember it was right around then. I did a tour. It was 19 degrees with 19 mile an hour winds, 
And I realized at that time that any time that the, the wind matches the weather, it's never going to be a good thing, right? So if it's <laughs> one degree with one mile an hour wind or 70 degrees with 70 mile an hour wind, you don't want to be in that situation. So uh, that was definitely the fastest tour I've ever done for sure. That's right. Yep. yep that's right. That was one of those, uh, that, that those few days of training, it was one of those days where there weren't you know, if you thought you had enough layers on, no matter how many you had on, you didn't. Yeah, it's all <laughs> about the be more, Couldn't be overprepared in that situation. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> so, so in talking with Calvin mm -hmm. earlier in the episode, it's it, uh, one of the things I love about my position is I get to, you know, play a small part mm -hmm. at, at the different locations and all three courses are different and all three properties have some similarities and, you know, we laughed with Calvin because in Connecticut and Virginia, the courses kind of go through lanes in the trees, whereas in Florida, you know, most of the course is, you know, above tree line. And then, you know, the, the, the spot in Middleburg is a little bit different from Tampa and Connecticut. Tell us a little bit about the property and, and, and give everybody a little bit of insight into the, you know, the specific offerings mm -hmm. at Empower Adventures Middleburg. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we are in a incredibly unique situation here um, in Middleburg. So our course is located on the property of um, the Salamander Resort and Spa, which is a five star resort. Um, and I, I don't know where else you can go in the world that you can get a five star resort, all the experiences and offerings that they have, you know, being a five star resort with the equestrian and the recreation and, and the dining and all that, but then also have um, you know, an adventure course on the property as well. Um, you know, it, it's such a unique opportunity here. Um, and then mixed in, you know, this property is over 350 acres. Yeah. Um, and our course spans about 20 acres of woods. Um, and those woods, it's about 120 acre portion of um, land that's all um, owned by a conservancy here. So there's no hunting or anything like that out there so it's you know what better way to get people to see nature as it exists than from the treetops you know so it's a it's definitely all in all it's a very unique um opportunity and experience here um yeah awesome and um give us a little so obviously all of the all three of our locations have uh some sort of high adventure coupled mm -hmm. with some ground adventure activities Talk to us a little bit about the, the unique offerings you have in Middleburg, because you do have, you know, some pretty unique offerings yep. when compared to the other locations. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, our, by far our, our most popular experience is our, our treetop zip tour. Um, we have five zip lines and two suspension bridges. Uh, the lines range from 275 feet long up to 670 feet long. Um, and the bridges are 75 foot and 90 foot in length. So it's, it's a, it's a cool experience. It's not meant to be, you know, the most physically challenging. It's not meant to be the easiest thing. It's kind of right in that middle zone. Um, you know, and, and I'd say about 60 to 70% of our guests have never done anything like this before. Um, so it's a great kind of intro, but also people, you know, we have guests coming back all the time that, you know, they just enjoy the experience. So, um, that's as far as the, the experience goes, but then we also talk about the history of Middleburg because it dates back to the 1700s. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about the trees and, and things like that. So it's, you're getting the, the aerial experience, but also a little bit of a history lesson and, and some eco tour in there as well. So that's definitely our most popular 
Um, you know, we also do like a mini version of it for, um, for kids um, that we call our kiddo zip. Um, we have, we package that experience with some other stuff here at the resort. Um, so like you could do the zip tour and um, do a package with the spa and we call it the zip and Zen. Um, same with the equestrian center here. Uh, you can do a zip and ride. Uh, and then some of the other stuff that we offer, uh, repelling, which is, I always explain it as the down part of rock climbing. Uh, yep. so we have a, we have a 35 foot tower that starts our, our zipline course. And, um, for our intro, we teach people how to repel down the side of that tower. Um, and then if you're wanting a little bit more adventure, we can do our, uh, deluxe repel where we actually zip out onto the course and do a 50 foot free repel. Um, so that's, that's been something that's been really, really popular, especially this year. Um, and then, you know, obviously you can package those with the zip if you want to. And then outside of aerial activities, um, we also do a survival program. Um, so it's a cool little two hour experience that we do. It, the course kind of goes, um, underneath our zip line course. Um, so you can see parts of it while you're zip lining. And then also while you're doing survival, you can see some of the zip line platforms. So that's pretty cool. Um, but we have a trapping station, a water filtration station, and then a shelter building station. Um, basically we give you a backpack of supplies, some compass directions. We teach you how to use the compass to help navigate your way to the different stations where you have a time limit to accomplish those tasks. Nice. Um, so it's a cool little two hour experience. And it's so it's really, you know, it's, it's taking like your couple hour hike and adding some, you know, survival skills into it. Is that exactly. fair? Yep. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. What's it out of those challenges? What's your, what's your personal favorite My to, personal, to lead, I guess. Yeah. yeah my, my personal favorite is uh, water filtration, um, you know, with trapping and with, with, with trapping, most people have never done it before. So we end up kind of doing a very much of a teaching um spot there and then they kind of want to just copy what you do yep. um with shelter building uh you know we give the guests the option we have shelters that other guests have built and added on to and then you know you can either create your own or add to it and that's you know that's something that we look at you know it's kind of going to be the same end result um every time so for me the water filtrations where you really get to do hands-on they're doing something unique uh, it's very, very rare that I see two people do it the same way. Um, so it's, it's, it's always kind of cool. And, and you learn different things as you, you know, I've been doing this for three years and each time I go out on a survival, I try to get the guests to try something new that I wanted to do on the last one. Um, so, you know, that, that to me is my, my favorite station for sure. Nice. And it goes to show you too. And, and you know, this is, you know, kind of getting into like the leadership side of things. Like, you know, there's, not always just one way to do something, right? right. You, you can get to the destination and there could be a lot of different routes to get there. Mm -hmm. um, and then talk a little bit about, in addition to the survival activity, which is more of more of like a, either a recreation leisure activity for families mm -hmm. that like hiking and that type yep. of activity, but it can also be used as a, as a team building event. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, you guys also do a, a unique a uh, competitive team building yes. event. Hey, yeah, tell us a little bit about that, Chris. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we do the, the corporate events or, you know, large groups, um, you know, we can do a, like a 50 person. We've done a couple of 40 person um, survival 
programs where we actually create a competition out of it. So at those stations, they're actually scoring points. Um, and we make it sure that the groups don't see each other. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they have no idea what the standings are until, until the end. So that's a, you know, it's more about doing the best that you can do rather than trying to beat somebody else. Yeah. Um, so that's part of the reason we do it that way. And it also just kind of creates an extra element of challenge in there. Um, so last year we actually had a group um, that reached out to us that wanted to do, and in their own words, they wanted to do something that was uh, so challenging. It was also almost not attainable. Um, and I said, I can figure that out for you and I'll get back to you. Right. So, um, they definitely wanted some type of team building. They also wanted to do some, some survival elements. Um, so we got our heads together and, and, um, did some back and forth and, and we created what we call now is our tribal challenge. Um, and basically for that, we have combined elements of our survival with the elements of our ground-based team building that we call you know, our emerge program. Um, and we added in some scavenger hunt elements to it as well. So nice. um, it's, it's absolutely once we created it and we realized the potential in it, you know, it's, it's great for really any groups and it's probably been our biggest group selling um, product, you know, once we kind of um, get it explained and, and, you know, show them all of that. So. That's awesome. And, it, and I think it's, it's something that across all three locations, I feel like the, the ops managers, you and, and Calvin and Paul, and from a team building standpoint, I feel like we do a really nice job of, hey, we know what we do, right? And, and we, we challenge ourselves to kind of broaden that, you know, that bubble each year. Um, but it's great when you do get one of those groups that has a, a unique request and you know, we don't necessarily reinvent the wheel, but we pick and choose, mm -hmm. you know, bits of, of all of our offerings and we can put those together into, you know, whether it be a, a competitive team building challenge that serves as, you know, an application opportunity or just a unique experience for a group that's looking for a, a unique experience. So it's, it's great to hear your, you know, that, that mentality of meet the group where they're at, right. And, yeah. and do what we do. We do empower and we do adventure. Um, but how can we be creative and have some fun with it to get, you know, to make sure it's a great experience for that particular group? Yeah, for sure. And that, that program, um, we've actually had uh, a group that's been a recurring group to do that. And they're actually, um, as I was talking to you before about that internship group, they've actually done, um, it's a company that's come out multiple times um, with different groups of interns and it's a great way for, that's how they start their internship is yep. with our tribal program um because you get to learn you know about each other how each other works um you know and, and it's a really great way especially for those interns to do something fun active and and really learn about each other uh in a very different setting than um you know in a meeting or in a office uh type place Absolutely. That's one of the best parts about it, really any of the activities, whether it's an on the ground team building activity or, or a zip or repel type aerial adventure. Um, when you get people out of their element, you, you, you see their true colors and you see how people rally around each other to get through, whether it's a tough on the ground challenge or to work through some fear up on the course. Um, great, great start. And the other thing I wanted to ask you, and this is a, a little tinge of jealousy here, because okay. e, uh, Empower Adventures Middleburg is home to the longest and mm -hmm. I, I would have to say the fastest 
single zip line out of all the courses. Yep. You guys have a unique name for that line. Yes. Yes. The beast. <laughs> uh, the beast. <laughs> yes. And don't worry, Dan, we brag about it on every single tour that we have the longest and fastest line out of all Empower locations. Um, I think we have Tampa beat in length by about five feet. I think but it we, is only five feet. Yeah. But the speed is, is probably close to 10 miles an hour uh, more. So you can get up to 35 miles an hour down the beast. Um, and that, that is most people by the time they're done, they, that's all they want to do. You know, they yeah. want to come back and just do that line again. So uh, yeah, it never gets old. <laughs> the faces, the faces wind chap, the hair and the, the, the eyes are, wide open from the wind and flying through the tree it i I do when i the first time i did that line everybody oh it's a real fast line it's a real fast line like ah we'll be good we'll be good and i remember hand breaking on the approach like i wonder if my gloves gonna like you know (laughs) thick padded glove i wonder if this is gonna survive (laughs) yeah yeah for sure and and um you know we we have ways of, of, you know, making yourself go faster. And, and we tell people like, this is, you're going to go fast enough. Like you don't need to try to go any faster on this line. Um, And, you know, if that's not enough element for you, we also do on that line, we we call it our war cry challenge. Um, So, you know, we, we try to get everybody to yell and scream and sing and hoot and holler, whatever they can, as loud as they can, as long as they can going down that line um, just really gets that adrenaline pumping. And also the, the people walking, walking in the woods are thinking that people are freaking <laughs> out. So it's a, it, it's a really cool, um, you know, that's, that's definitely my favorite part of, uh, of our course for sure. Awesome. Awesome. And then, you know, for a guy that's, that really, you know, came from a completely different background, what's, you know, over the past three and a half years or whatever it might be, what's been your favorite part about, what you can do there, whether it's guiding zipline tours or we'll, we'll keep the office work out of it because everybody knows that's not the fun part of our jobs. Um, what's been your favorite part, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, and, and this is what I tell to, to my guests, whether it's on the zipline or on survival or whatever, um, you know, the the course doesn't change, right? Like you, you get changes throughout the seasons. Um, the course doesn't change. Um the lines don't change in length. The platforms don't really look any different, but what keeps it new and fresh for us, um, you know, after doing it for three years is the, the guests that we have on the tour and the reactions that they have, the experiences that they're sharing, the, you know, just each experience is so unique in that matter. And that's, that to me is what, what's just fun, you know, for me, Oh, I'm, I'm having a rough day in the office. Let me go out to the zip line real quick, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, so to me, that's, that's been the best part and just seeing the people, you know, we have people shaking or crying at the top. Um, and you know, the whole concept of empowering themselves and, and taking the two seconds of courage to pick their feet up on that first platform or walk across that first bridge. Um, and by the time we get to the end, they're like, they can't get enough of it and they want to keep going. Um, you know, that just seeing that growth in, in that short time frame is just awesome. Um, and I, and I love every second. That's great. And you brought up, I jotted down on my notes here, the two seconds of courage. Mm-hmm. So just quickly give the listeners, you know, how, how did that come about? Cause I think I heard it from you first. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'll give you credit for it. I don't know if it's justified <laughs> or not, but we'll go with it. Yeah. Talk, uh, how does that two seconds of courage, that simple phrase mm-hmm. kind of fit into your day-to-day operation there at EAM. Yeah. You know, I, and this is kind of what I, I say on the tour and um, you know, 
if you've ever wanted to try something new or experience something different, but if you've been too scared or too nervous to, um, you know, everybody's experienced that, right? You know, whether it's talking to the cute guy or the cute girl or asking your boss for a raise, um, you know, any of those things can make you uncomfortable, make you nervous, make you uneasy, whatever it is, right? With just taking two seconds to summon up that courage to, to do it, whether it's the zip line, whether it's the bridge, whether it's having those conversations, if you just take two seconds and, and do it, you'll be amazed with the outcome that you can have, yep. you know? And if you, if you apply it to every day of your life, you're going to see how much farther, how much better, how much, you know, more you're going to get out of life than, than just doing the same thing every single day. Awesome. Um, so that's, that's what we try to push on, on our tour. And, and again, it's more than just an experience for us, you know? Yep. I love it. And that's, you know, relating specifically to the zip line, uh, the, the treetop zip tour there at, uh, at the Salamander resort at, with Empower Adventures Middleburg. It's, it's, you know, for people to realize too, it's that two second decision in the beginning for about two hours of this unbelievable treetop experience. And they actually see firsthand what making that courageous decision in the beginning, what it leads to. And, you know, so it's just another kind of, it drives the point home that, Hey, if you can do it here and look at, look at the result, imagine what it's like when you do it in the real world, when it's something that you know can be a, a life-changing experience. For sure. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to transition a little bit here. And, you know, I, I, I said with Calvin and I'll, I'll say the same with you, obviously we're, we're fortunate enough not to be those people that are, you know, um, at the start of this thing, especially. And as, as this, the, the numbers start to rise a little bit with the COVID here now, the, you know, the frontline people, um, you know, really kind of putting ourselves at risk, you know, for, for the benefit of others. Um, but that being said, we still have faced some challenges, you know, from a, a business standpoint and an operational standpoint. Talk a little bit about, you know, one or two major challenges that you have faced uh, mm -hmm. specific to your course and your operation and, and, and share a little bit of insight into, you know, some of the leadership tactics or lessons that you and your team ha ha has really tried to apply to work through and overcome those challenges. Yeah. The, I mean, this, this year has been a very different and unique year for sure. Um, you know, for a lot of different reasons, um, you know, when we, we got shut down in May uh, and reopened in June um, and with the things going on here in Virginia and, and, you know, with social distancing, we knew there was, there was just no way with our course and the way that we, you know, we're, we're a fully guided experience. There's no yeah. way that we could be socially distant for our experience. Um, so we had to take a, a look and see, you know, well, if we know we can't do that, what are the things that we can do to make it as safe as possible while still staying within these restrictions, knowing that we're out an outdoor experience. Um, so, you know, some of the concerns that you would have at an indoor experience are, are lesser um, with outdoor. Yeah. Um, but knowing that we can't be socially distanced, how can we still perform and still give guests, you know, a great experience with, um, you know, modifications. Um, so that was, we definitely had to make some changes to our operation um, in that regard. And it, it was above that, especially when we first opened, um, you know, we had a lot of new people, a lot of new training. We had to completely redo the way we do our training process. Um, cause usually we can, 
um, you know, do a lot of hands-on with shadowing our guides while they're with other guests, but we didn't have any guests and we needed yeah. the guys trained. Um, so we, we had to revamp a lot of different things here, um, to get us, us up and running and, and up and running safely. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was definitely a big challenge. Um, you know, but there were definitely some cool things that we took out of it. Um, you know, and, and there's going to be some, the way, certain ways that we did the training this year, we're going to be implementing, uh, implementing for the following years. Um, you know, and it's just, a it's one of those things, you know, you just take the, take the punches, roll with it and, um, you know, see what you can use in the future and, and try things out and, and try to learn and grow. And that's just basically what we did this whole year. And is that, would you say that's probably like the most important leadership lesson you can glean from the experience this year is like that, Hey, there's this challenge. And as long as we're working within a set of parameters, let's try some different solutions out knowing that, Hey, not all of them are going to work perfectly. Um, but you might stumble on something that will, will have some, uh, some carry, you know, beyond 2020. Is that a fair yeah. kind of takeaway for you guys down there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if it, it would have been really easy for us to be like, Oh, well, we can't be socially distanced. So we're just going to shut down until COVID goes away. Right. That would have been the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um, you know, but we, we still thought we had a great product to give to people. And, and so from a leadership standpoint, it was definitely big mindset change of, you know, let's take everything that we've done in the past, kind of throw it out the window and let's kind of start over. <laughs> yep. And sometimes that's the best thing that you can do, yep. you know, um, it, it's just kind of taking a, taking a step back and look at things a little different and, um, you know, just, just try to see how you can make improvements and, and yeah, some of them are, don't be afraid to fail, you know, yep. and some, some things didn't work. Some things do work and, and just try to be as flexible as you can within those parameters and, um, you know, go from there. Awesome. And, um, you know, and we don't have to get into too many specifics, but I'm absolutely going to shout you out here and your team and the team, the, mm -hmm. the EAM team down there, because despite having to close and despite, not having a, a full team that was really, you know, um, you know, kind of fully ready for the, the busy part of the year, which in normal seasons, you know, the training takes place in February, March, everybody's ready to rock and roll for when the weather turns, you know, having all those obstacles to overcome and work through, this is turning out to be one of the best business year, if not the best mm -hmm. years of, uh, from a strictly business standpoint, in uh, the history at Empower Adventures Middleburg, so since July of 2014, is that that's correct, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's correct. We've had the last six months have been the highest revenue generating um, months uh, each month for the last six months. Um, yeah. So it's it's you know, and we went in when we were going to reopen. The Salamander was still not even open, um, so they didn't open until two weeks after we did because they. Yeah you know, they were still trying to figure out what their capacity percentages. And, and um, so there was a lot of question marks for what we were even going to get, you know, we didn't know what to expect if it was going to be, um, you know, just a couple people a week, if it was going to be, uh, you know, maybe 20 people a week, well, like we had no idea. So the best thing that we could do was just try to be as prepared as we could be. And, um, you know, we, it, kind of planned for what we were going to do last year. And we blew that out of the water uh, very quickly. And so it was, uh, <laughs> we, we had to make some changes in, in terms of that. Um, 
And, you know, it, we were just each month it felt like, okay, well now it's going to kind of go back to normal. But each, each month it was like, nope, we're still staying busy. <laughs> um, hey, so it, listeners, uh, Chris is dropping some pearls here. So <laughs> being overprepared, right. You know, is another great lesson right there because uh, you guys could have very easily, as they say, been caught with your pants down and not mm -hmm. been able to say, Oh, we can have, you know, seven different zip line tours on a Saturday um, so that concept of being, being overprepared and being ready for it, thank goodness, because without yeah. that, you don't have these positive results you guys are experiencing down there this year. Yeah, no, I, I could have hired twice as many guests or twice as many guides and, and opened up twice as many tours than we've ever done. And I, you know, I had no idea what we were in for, but I thought I, I was doing the best decision. Now I also had that two month span to think about it yeah. um, and plan for it. So that was, that was definitely a little nice, nice break to, to really make myself um, in, in the team and, and the location here, get ready for whatever was going to happen as best as we could, but that's um, awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, we got a, about another month here to, to finish off 2020 strong, which I have no doubt in my mind that you guys will do that down there, which is a little bit of a segue. Um, every year, all the locations do a little bit of a, a, a nice deal on holiday gift certificate packages. Tell us um, a little bit about some of the offerings that you guys have and, and where can people find out information about the gift deals at, at, the, at the Middleburg course, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have uh, four different gift deals going on right now. Um, all of this can be found at empoweradventures.com slash gifts. Um, and basically we have, um, with this year, we, we have implemented a couple new things. And one of them um, is the, the private zip has been something that's been picking up a lot because- yep. People are concerned about being on tours with other guests and they want to have a more private experience. Um, so one of the, one of the deals we have going on right now is for our private zip tour experience. Um, you know, it's actually right now 44% off, um, which is, yeah. So it's almost half off and it's actually less than a regular zip tour right now. Um, wow. So we're trying to, trying to get people, you know, something that they've been wanting at a, a much lower price, knowing that there's COVID, knowing that there's issues, you know, uh, in that regards. Um, so that's, that's one of our, our biggest deals there. Um, that repel that I was talking about before our zip and repel package, we've got at 35% off, um, right now, our treetop zip tour is at the lowest price we've ever offered it, uh, before, um, on the gift deal at $79, which is 47% off our regular price. Um, and then one thing that we rolled out this year and then we had to shut down and then we picked it back up. Um, and we actually have sold quite a few of them is our adventure trifecta where you can combine the zip tour propelling and our survival experience for a, a long day. It's a five hour program, um, which is usually almost a $300 um, package, but right now it's on sale for uh, 40% off at 179. So it's a, it's a heck of a deal. You're saving a ton of money on that trifecta program. And uh, it's a fun day with empower for that, for sure. And our, and our gift to, deals. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, and our gift deals never expire, right? So you can buy it in December and use it in July if you want, where uh, it might be a little warmer. <laughs> That's the veteran play right there. <laughs> buy it in the cold weather, come back out when the, when the weather turns and you can enjoy it not in 97 layers like chris and i did during that 
that that fateful training a few years back uh, and uh with that full day package too what's great about being at the at the salamander resort you get this full day of awesome adventures on the ground in the air you stop at the resort get a nice meal maybe a couple adult beverages and you will sleep very well yes, that night. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> hey, um, last last bit here, Chris. And uh, I, I joked with Calvin that we had to save some time for you and, and Paul. And we got Paul coming in hot next year. So, hey, what what are you looking forward to for 2020 for Empower Adventures Middleburg? Yeah, I'm looking forward to a full year. Um, you know, I think I think we had set things up um, in the spring for to have a really great year. Um, and we did, even though we were shut down. So I'm, I'm looking forward to some of the changes, some of the things that we've uh, put into place kind of since uh, we reopened um, have worked out really well. And I'm looking forward to how we can use it for, you know, throughout the entire year. Um, and we're looking at, there's a couple, couple things that have come up that we're working on uh, creating for some of our loyal guests. Um, so hopefully that'll be rolled out in January. Um, and so, you know, just keeping that mind of, you know, whatever we can do to try to, you know, help people and, and come up with different programs, different offerings. Um, we're, we're continuing to do that. And, you know, I think we're going to have some cool stuff when, uh, you know, it starts to warm up next year. Awesome. And I, am going to sneak in one final one here. Just, I just have to pull something up here to verify my information. Um, but again, this is Chris Fox. He's the, uh, the ops manager at Empower Adventures Middleburg. You can find out more about their uh, their adventures and their offerings and the resort at empoweradventures.com. And if you're looking for gift deals, you do a, add a backslash gifts on that as well. Um, the last question, it's not even a question. I'm just going to throw it in there just because you're the commissioner of our, our company fantasy football league. <laughs> I don't even want to get And you're no, dead not. last. <laughs> You know, I'm taking, I'm taking some, uh, I, I took some beatings this year. Um, currently I, you know, my, I, I had a couple people get injured and, um, you know, I just started looking at the playoffs at that point and it's all about seeding, you know, so uh, my, my <laughs> there you go. Together just scored 135 points this past week. Uh, we got a couple weeks till playoffs. So my team's my team's getting there. Um, just trying so to surge at the right time. Yeah, peak <laughs> like those Giants did against the Patriots a couple. Yeah, of years. baby. <laughs> now you're talking my language. Well, hey, Chris, I really appreciate you coming on. I know you guys are still hustling down there. Um, you know, wishing you the best of luck uh, as as we finish up 2020. Can't wait to see you guys soon. Awesome. Thank you, Dan, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in person soon. Copy that, brother. Take care. Take care. Thanks again. Bye. All right, so we've heard from Calvin down in Florida. Just heard from Chris in Northern Virginia and batting in the three hole. Mr. Matt himself Paul, and Mr. Matt and Jet. Don't hold any of this oh stuff my. against him here, all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we have uh, the our course manager at our Connecticut facility up in South Windsor, Empower Adventure Park at Nomads, Mr. Paul Cappadona. Paul? How the hey, heck are Dan. you? Thanks for jumping on. I am doing all right. It's very interesting that you bring up the, the Mets and the Jets um, just because I think a lot of that um, overcoming adversity with a team or two teams that never win anything uh, really shaped a lot about who I am and, and why I'm in this field. So um, I'll probably bring them up at some point, but that's very interesting that you started off with that. 
Well, and, and, and the only reason I, I came out with that is because I had to, uh, at, right at the end of Chris's uh, time on the Lead with Empower podcast, I had to sneak in there that he's in dead last place <laughs> oh, yeah. in our company fantasy league. So yeah. I was on a little bit of a roll with that. So <laughs> Yeah, and just took a beating against um, Tyreek Hill. Oh, that's my right. Gosh. That's right. Hey, so um, this is Paul Cappadona. He's the, the operations course manager up at our Connecticut facility in Power Adventure Park at Nomads. Paul um, started up with us in June of 2019. So you're kind of the mm-hmm. newest uh, newest team member out of the, yep. the course managers. Hey, Paul, give everybody just a, a quick uh, little bit of uh, background into your adventure experience and what brought you to Empower um, yeah. you know, uh, to date here. Yeah. So, um, I started working with, um, team building and, and really got my start with, uh, everything adventure with the YMCA in, uh, 2007. That's when I started working when I was 17. But before then I was a camper there uh, specifically at camp jewel YMCA since I was 11 years old. It was just such a, um, amazing experience. I had so many life-changing um, friends and leaders and just different experiences that led to um, me eventually. There's a lot that goes on in those uh, seven years as a camper, but just to skip ahead, um, I was in college and realized that while I was still working at camp that I wanted, instead of getting an English degree and, and really not knowing what to do with it, I decided to um, really dive deeper into what the leadership aspect of camping was. So um, I went to uh, a Knowles course, six months in Patagonia, did a lot of leadership training. That course is specifically um, to train leaders in with through backpacking, rock climbing, um, and really being in situations where you can't get away from your peers in the best and worst um, sense, because you have to learn how to make those confrontations in ways that no one really teaches you. And the instructors are like, yeah, if you guys have problems, you're going to talk it out. So that was my first like really um, big transformation into going like, wow, I'm so intrigued by all the things I've learned at Knowles. Now I can take this back to my camp when I go back and really dive deeper. Um, And in that, that transition period, I went to Prescott College where I got my degree in um, outdoor program administration um, and that really uh, set the tone for what I was going to do in the future. Got a job at Camp Jewel YMCA as a full-time uh, weekend program director, then eventually became the summer camp director. Um, and after a few years um, of doing that, decided that I wanted to um, have a little more work-life balance. So I went into property management for a year. Part of that was strategic because I wanted to eventually um, look at what a... Uh, branch executive would be looking at. So you have to have all of the organizational business side, but you also have to know how to take care of a property. Um, So having that one year of experience, while it's definitely not what I want to do in the future, I think is um, very useful experience. And then uh, leaving that, I saw the application for Empower Adventures and um, it was pretty much exactly what kind of aligned with everything that I was working towards. Um, And since getting the job and working here for a little over a year, it's been so much more than I expected because to just uh, for a very short description, 
is really starting a, a new business off of an existing business. Um, and then in the middle of that, um, while trying to figure everything out, we obviously know where this ends up with uh, COVID and, and some other challenges this year that 2020 brought us that um, even on top of COVID and the, just the experience that that has brought along with everything else um, that I've experienced in this field and, and around it um, has been just so meaningful. And I think that my experience um, and short time on the team um, really is going to hopefully take full effect next year when we can put my experience outside of Empower into um, you know, everything that we've worked so hard to create here at uh, Empower Ventures Connecticut. Absolutely, and we'll get into the specific challenges that yeah. Paul touched on. Obviously, COVID is is COVID, and and it's you know everybody's facing you know some element of challenge there. But there was some uh, icing on the cake, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> icing on the poop cake. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that uh, so just and just for everybody, so we uh, Empower Adventures started in Middletown, Connecticut, in two thousand nine. We operated out of Middletown um, through twenty nineteen, but in uh, December of 2018, we were approached by the owners of South Windsor Entertainment, and they have Nomads Outdoor Adventure, uh, Revolutions Bowling and Lounge, and, and, and then Nomads uh, Adventure Quest, and they were interested in us possibly taking over the operation of the Outdoor Adventure uh, Park facility there in South Windsor. So um, we operated both facilities simultaneously from end of June through the end of 2019. And then this year we transitioned our, you know, entire outdoor adventure recreation operation up there. So when Paul touches on kind of a new business that's taken over an existing right. business, that's what he's referring to there. So, hey, Paul, give us, give the listeners a little insight into um, the, the property, the facility, the course, uh, the experience that uh, you have to offer up there at Empower Adventures Connecticut. Yeah, absolutely. So our facility is nine acres. It has um, five adventure aerial courses, um, and I'll, I'll dive more into that in a second. But basically, uh, what we are is a self-guided ropes course, and we have a number of elements that you traverse across, um, balance activities, strength activities, and then zip lines are uh, mixed in there as well. Um, and we have courses for all ages starting at seven to, you know, pretty much anyone who can still get on the course and, and yep. feels comfortable. And no matter, um, you know, what challenges you might have with your body or, or how you feel about those obstacles, we have a talented staff that can talk and help you through um, pretty much all of it. Of course, one of our um, courses, the Black Horse Oak Giant is very challenging. So that's not for everybody. But uh, um, like I said, we can get seven-year-olds on the course and we can get Marines on the course challenge and it's um something that i don't think a lot of adventure park courses can provide um and then so give everybody a little bit of insight into the courses split up into different kind of graded mm -hmm. trails right so as you touched on there's a couple lower to the ground easier trails and then there's the the oak giant which uh is is not that <laughs> right yeah so um, we have yeah give us a little five, insight into the different courses yep for sure we have five different courses um and there's four different abilities they um go from yellow which is the easiest and we have two of those courses 
um, really because we want to make sure that any of the younger folks coming to use our course have more options because um, nine-year-olds, seven to nine-year-olds can really only do the yellows. And then with an adult, they can go to the next level, which is green. And the yellow courses, um, you know, are, are much shorter, uh, but they give you a very um, nice introduction into what a aerial adventure park is. So it's not just for seven-year-olds. A lot of people come as a, you know, 25-year-old and go, I don't want to do the course the seven-year-old's doing. I'm like, well, they don't have the weight behind you. So they're floating over these elements, whereas <laughs> it's still going to be a challenge for you. And um, again, it's building just because it's an easier course doesn't mean there isn't value to it. We have um, these awesome safety clips, which are, we call lobster claws. They're Edelrid um, safety belays. And when one is locked or, or one is unlocked, the other one locks into the cables, making it impossible for you to take yourself off the system. But it does take a little bit get, of getting used to clipping and unclipping. And so if you're a first time climber with this gear, regardless of your skill as a climber, if you're a rock climber, if you've never used it before, going on the yellow course is going to enhance your experience and make it easier for you on those harder levels. Um, so after yellow, we have the green course, which goes from our 12 foot yellow courses to our 30 foot green course. Yeah. And it starts off at 12. So a lot of people look at it and go, oh, this is simple. Another it's easy like, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the second element is a ladder that goes 15 feet up and that's where you lose most people. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's all about the progression that the courses, um, how the courses were built is kind of perfect because if you skip any, then you're unaware of how to um, do some of the challenges. Whereas some of the elements are made purposefully so that when you see a different variant of it on the harder difficulty, you kind of already know how to tackle it. So it's not just, we want you to go on the easier courses because we don't trust you or don't think that you can do it. We want you to do it because it's going to help empower you on its own, even without us. When you get so, up to like the blue and the black courses, you have like a baseline level of yeah. skill and experience that you could start to apply. Yeah, I love right. it. And you, you'll see a lot of the same elements or similar elements just in a, a little bit of a more difficult fashion, like maybe something that um, was connected to um, something to give you more stability is the same element, but now it's not connected. And that's, you're gonna know basically how to do it, but then you have to add a little bit more um, of your knowledge and, and physicality to get through that one. So green goes to 30 feet and it's our longest course. It goes, um, it's pretty much like, uh, takes 45 minutes um, on average to complete. And then after you finish that, you go to the blue course, which is our second hardest at 45 feet is the highest this course goes and it takes about 45 minutes. This one has um, two of our, our two longest zip lines. Um, they're amazing. One is um, 250 feet long and it brings you all the way from the other side of the forest back to the main platform. But there's also a snowboard and uh, <laughs> that you can ride across from um, platform to platform. And then once you complete that, it's not a guarantee that you're gonna do the black course. We have a lot of people get off and we're just like, you know, I think you're a little too tired today. Why don't you come back and try this again? Because the black course really is a physical feat. It's um, from the beginning, you're going straight up a giant's ladder and then onto one of the more challenging elements, in my opinion, which is just a bunch of zigzag boards hung up on um, nylon rope, which just swing. And depending on how well you're balancing, you're going to be doing yourself a disservice if you... Um, 
haven't done your yoga recently. So <laughs> it's, you go from that and then just, just every challenge you're like, Oh, the next one should be easier. No, you just keep ramping up until you get to the end, which is our leap of leap of faith element. Um, and uh, that kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it, and it's, it's great. Cause Calvin talked a little bit about the leap of faith experience that they have down in, in Tampa and uh, it's a new uh, well, not a new addition, but we also modified or had our, our builders modify that element so that the leap of faith can be accessible for other people who maybe aren't ready to do the whole black course, but can do basically a, a tree climb to that right. same platform and experience the leap of faith, uh, which is which was a great idea by you, I, I might add. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it was one of those things that we, since me and you talked a lot about um, team building and what was going to help with, um, you know, getting groups to have something else to utilize on the course, what better than this thing that everybody wants to do that is really, I think the idea came from, um, we were watching a whole bunch of people watch one of their peers jump off and yep. just the, um, and, and we knew it worked in Tampa as well, but just because we saw the kind of community form around this one element. We're like, this is a no brainer. Let's make it accessible. Um, not just for people who are doing the black course. So that was, um, you know, it has that team building ties to it as well. Absolutely. And you, you touched on this earlier, this, the self-guided nature, mm -hmm. right. And, and at, at our, at our Middletown facility, it was a fully guided experience before we moved up to South Windsor and, and in Florida and in Virginia, it's a fully guided experience. Right. Now the self-guided piece doesn't mean the guides are just in a shed reading the newspaper. Napping. <laughs> right. They're very active. Um, they're quick to hop up on the course and help. What in your mind, you know, having been up there for about a year and a half operating, mm -hmm. what, what are some of the values of the self-guided experience that are, you know, a little bit of a different you know, uh, uh, adventure experience versus when, when you compare it to that fully guided kind of walk you through every step of the way, hold your hand through every step of the experience. Tell us right. a little bit about that, Paul. Right. So I, I think it's interesting. The, um, the way that it was run before we took over was like self-guided. And, and that's how most adventure parks run, where they teach you how to use the equipment and then they send you on your way. And they're there in case you have any questions or things like that. But um, one of the things that we aimed to do is try to blend a guided experience with a self-guided course. And the way we do that is by making sure that every guide that is on our staff um, is paying attention to the needs of the guests, whether that's um, being close to people who are a little more vocal about their fears or um, trying to you know, stay one step ahead of where the guests are on the course and let them know, even if they don't really want a lot of help, some guests are vocal, like we, we want to figure this out on our own. Um, if we just tell them, this is what you're going to expect on this next element, they're going to feel a little safer about it than having to figure out this new experience um, with nothing. But to your point, what you were saying earlier, the thing about the self-guided nature that I think is so important and so different than our guided experiences is that now after we gave them the tools and kind of talked through them and showed them that they're safe and we're there in case they need us for anything, they can empower themselves to do it on the, their own. And then once they finish these tough, challenging elements, 
they can feel and say that they did it by themselves. Yeah. And so we're giving them more autonomy than if it was a, a fully guided experience. And I think that that blend is so important because you don't want to be on a course where you feel like you're completely alone, yeah. but we kind of give the illusion that you are alone at times while our guides are always watching, always paying attention and always there in case you need it. But we want you to be able to do it to grow and, and feel like you accomplished something that not a lot of other people can say they did. Absolutely. And that's been a cool highlight. And it's very, it's very different doing the fully guided thing for, you know, 11 years and then going mm -hmm. up to this new place where it was, you know, self-guided. Um, what, what I love that I've seen in the short period of time with some of the team building groups we've been able to get up there is, yes, there's this, I'm responsible for myself. What's been so cool. And you don't, see this out of like middle school students on a regular basis uh -huh. but what's been so cool with some of the school groups is like if paul and i are classmates like you'll see 11 12 year olds who generally don't look out for each other at all yeah up on the course saying hey paul remember on this one you got to do that or hey dan remember on remember to you know you make sure you clip in before you try to and it's so awesome to see these kids really start to embody this idea that yes Paul's going through it by himself right now, but I'm going to have his back mm -hmm. and he'll do the same for me when he's all done. And that's been so much fun to see over the, you know, the short uh, year and a half we've been operating up there. Yeah. I, it's such a cool experience to have, especially like you were saying that middle school age group being able to have an individual or what can be an individual experience and make it a group experience. Um, that's definitely a highlight. Awesome. Hey, so we're in the middle of, or well, actually, thank. Luckily, we're on the we're on the tail end of 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anybody is interested in a reset button for this year. Yeah. I think everybody's ready to just <laughs> call. You know, New Year's is tomorrow. A delete um, button, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I I also feel there's there's a ton of value in kind of going through, and we're we're in a unique situation. We're not out in the front lines. You know, right. there's a ton of value in going through challenges and you know, seeing what you're made of as an individual or as a, as a team um, and, and learning that, Hey, there's, there's possibly some ways around, you know, the challenges that we might face in the future. Talk, talk to us a little bit about, you know, obviously the COVID situation, but also uh -huh. we had another uh, pile on, you know, in August. Um, talk to us a little bit about those challenges and yeah. For you personally, what is some sort of leadership lesson that you can glean and take with you as we transition out of 2020 into 2021? Yeah, so um, obviously COVID is and what was and is um, a huge challenge, uh, mostly because it just changed everything for everyone. It changed, uh, I want to say in March when it first started the lockdown, we were a day away from rebranding and, and doing all this stuff. Um, that was really going to change our business uh, and change the way that we started doing things on a um, administrative and a, a programmatic level. And then all of that still has been pushed um, and we're going to start rolling that out next year. So we had to right away change um, our whole plan um, like most people. And then one thing that was uh, obviously the biggest challenge for everyone is how do we make this work with COVID? How do we, um, what's going to happen when, things start opening back up. So we weren't allowed to open until uh, May 21st, but for the 
five weeks leading up to that, we had no idea what was going to take place. The um, governor in Connecticut still hadn't had any answers. Like nobody did. Um, and so trying to keep our staff up to date with everything that we were talking about was probably the most challenging. I was getting questions in every direction. Like, what are we doing? What, what's going to happen to our jobs? And I'm, I didn't have the answers. I didn't have even a, a strategic plan because things were changing from hour to hour, day to day. Um, and then once we got that first, you can open in phase one because you're an outdoor area and we kind of saw what the parameters were. That was the first moment where we were able to quickly put the pieces together. And um, I think being flexible, um, I, I've always admired teams that could be flexible and, and move on from either challenges, mistakes, or um, you know, things that they hit head on. But this year really showed that what teams were flexible, whether it's in our industry or you know, in tons of different industries, the places that were able to pivot are the ones that we're seeing have more success, at, at least the ones that are able to pivot. Obviously, yeah. some, some industries, um, you know, I, my heart goes out because they're suffering more than others. But we were very lucky and fortunate because with our platforms being 15 feet apart at the minimum, we really didn't have to change a lot of our day-to-day -day, um, operations because almost everything besides wearing a mask and the sanitation protocols that we now have were the same. Yep. So we, we just kind of had to change the, um, the culture and the, the environment and the way that we did things. Um, and I was fortunate to have a lot of returning staff, um, like three or four very reliable people, and then started hiring um, a lot of college kids who uh, needed a summer job. Uh, and things were looking up. We actually, uh, besides um, not being able to cater to groups because of the obvious restrictions, our recreation services were going up because people needed somewhere to be that was safe. Yep. And we were that for people. Now, the unfortunate thing is while we were hitting our stride, um, August 4th came along and Hurricane Isaiah um, came through and we got the tail end of the storm and it happened to be pretty um, disastrous to say the least. Uh, everything was fine. Um, well, I mean, obviously the state lost a power for 720 residents. It was a huge storm, but I drove into work the next day and uh, wanted to check out the course, see how everything was and um, beautiful morning. And then I stumbled <laughs> upon um, just a few, there were some big branches on um, the main side of, of the course where our main platform is. And at first I was like, okay, this is not that bad. And then I look over across the pond and it was hard to even conceptualize what had happened because there was so much that had fallen down, so many trees. Um, and so we lost over 75 trees in that um, storm. We believe it was either a microburst or a mini um, tornado. So that actually ended up shutting us down for yep. um, a little over a month and a half. And if COVID wasn't enough, that um, really gave me, presented me with a lot of challenges. And unfortunately, I had to um, say goodbye to a lot of my staff. Um, fortunately, most of them were leaving for college in about a week anyway. So it, yep. it worked out. No one really um, was affected too greatly by that on an employee side. Uh, and then a few of our guides who are still with us um, really stepped up and 
helped us uh, clean the property along with the Nomads Venture Quest and Revolution staff, um, we really, you know, just started putting our heads together and thinking, okay, we could do nothing and just kind of say, yep, 2020 <laughs> has ruined us. Or, or we could do what we did and um, try to salvage uh, and make the best out of a, a really rough situation. And I mean, I'll be the first to tell you at times it was very bleak. It seemed like there was no end to, to it. Um, it. It was hard. I think when you're presented with these kind of issues, it's hard not to feel like the world and everyone is against you. Um, but if you fight that feeling and you start talking to the people who are with you, they're going to say, yeah, we can like, I'll follow your lead or, or follow my lead. And between the two, six, eight of us, whatever it ends up being, um, we can get through this. And if you believe more in that conversation than the voice in your head saying everything's terrible and we're ruined, <laughs> then you, you can overcome it. And um, we opened up, I want to say like September 18th or, or 19th. I can't remember the exact date, but when we did, we had a full weekend, um, a pretty sizable weekend of people coming back. Um, and not only did we um, out, clear out a lot of the, the trees, we had to um, redo some of our zip lines because they had been um, broken from trees falling and, and things like that. And we redid one of the um, uh, yellow courses and were able to put the uh, staples up on the leap of faith element at this yep. time as well. So we took, we took a bad situation, we rebuilt to what we needed to, to be able to open, but then we also added a few things that really weren't going to affect us um, too much monetarily. Cause we were like, if we add this, there's going to be a lot more value in the, the cost for the investment is really not that much. And because we're rebuilding anyway, let's just squeeze that in there. You know, when you take those risks and you add those little things in there that you probably weren't going to do for a year and a half, it's all about when opportunity presents itself, whether it's a, from a negative experience or a positive one, how can you take advantage of that moment to make the best possible outcome? And I believe we did that um, but, and created one of our most successful um, courses, which is our, our new yellow course, Sapling Alley, um, which has 50% of what it used to be and now another element in a new zip line. And what that's done is provided a even better course for the, our younger um, guests so that they can just keep doing that course again and again and again. I don't think I've seen um, any climbers do a course as much as this one, even when we had the two yellow courses of last year, like the, the excitement that people get from this course, because it now has a, the longest zip line for kids yep. is um, really was a really good choice. And it keeps the kids active and then allows the parents, if they want to break off from their kids after doing it, they're like, well, my kid knows this course. Yep. And it, the amazing thing is it really does speak to our name. It empowers not only the child to do this course, but the the parent to be like, you know, I trust my kid because they've done this course three times to do this. I trust the staff who's on the main platform who can see them the whole time. I'm going to go do the blue course, which they can still see their kid like 90% yep. of the time. So they can go have their own uh, fulfillment on that course, doing a little more challenging um, elements and still get to know they never thought they'd have in 2020. So um, we, we go from this... <laughs> seemingly disastrous and actual disastrous. Well, yeah, well, it was actually, it wasn't seemingly, it was an actual. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I love the idea that we can take a terrible moment in our 
you know, history of 2020 and turn it into a positive. Now we still have um, a long ways to go to, um, you know, kind of make up for the losses in 2020, but we've given ourselves a really good base platform. Um, yeah. And uh, w what you were saying, one of the things that I've learned um, from all of this is that not only perseverance is, uh, is important to get you through these tough times, but making sure that the, the staff um, that you have or you know, your team uh, hold on to that hope and hold on to that notion that things are going to get better because when you don't have answers right away, people are going to start to lose faith that things are going to get better. They're going to look at these situations, lack of um, uh, hours that you're giving them on a schedule because we don't have people coming in as like, okay, th this is done. They're not doing anything. So you have to really be strategic and honest with them about, you know, I don't have all of the answers. I don't know what's going to happen, but these are the steps we're taking to make yeah. sure that we're going to get us to that next point. So you have to make sure that there's not all doom and gloom with these people because come time to reopen or, or whatever you're um, getting, whatever challenge you're getting through, those are going to be the people you need to rely on. If they don't have faith in you, then you're never going to be able to restore um, your business or whatever your team is that we're talking about to that, even a sense of normality. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we, we did that very well. I've, we, we went from a team of 15 in the summer to a, a team of four um, afterwards, which, but again, a lot of those um, people that uh, we said goodbye to went to college and couldn't come back. We did yeah. reach out to everybody. Um, but the nice thing is that we've had an outcry of support from those people. I'm just calling and emailing and I'm seeing how we're doing. And that's, uh, a, I think, a testament to the community that we have here. And if it's not just one of our mindsets, right? If my team didn't have that positive mindset as well and wanted to stay on, I wouldn't have been able to dig as deep as I did to, you know, go that far. Yeah. So it's a collective effort that gets you to those points. And um, I think what's really going to be the focal point of our team for 2021. Yeah. And it's a, Paul, it's a testament to you because it, leadership is easy when you're winning. Right. <laughs> and when you're not, that's when you find out who has the, the, the guts and the courage and the wherewithal to, to do it or not. And you, 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 you stuck it out, man. And um you know, I don't want to ever have a stretch of time in August where, you know, we're wearing long pants and long sleeves and we're, <laughs> yeah. you know, slinging chainsaws for eight hours a day, but you, yeah. you did it yeah. with a smile and you did it with, uh, you know, you didn't let anybody see that negative stuff that might've been popping in every once in a while into your head. So, you know, well, kudos I, to I, you I, and, and a kudos <laughs> to, you know, Doug and Mike and the Nomads team too, man, Absolutely. because there was no way if it was just you and me and Dylan, no well, way we're digging yeah. out of that mess. <laughs> no way. As huge kudos to the uh, Nomads team, but also don't cut yourself short, Dan. If you weren't there, um, I would have been losing my mind. So, it, you know, <laughs> it takes, it really takes a village when we talk about this stuff and um, everybody played a crucial part in us being able to move forward. And uh, without that camaraderie, I don't know where we'd be absolutely agree 100 it was my pleasure to do it it's easy to be there and lend a hand when the guy that's there 
every day is is busting his butt. So it was my pleasure. I appreciate it. Um, let, all right, let's let's we'll dump that aside now. Let's let's, let's go <laughs> right. positive here. So, all right, yeah, hey, let's get positive. <laughs> right, let's start the transition. Um, the uh, the holidays are approaching, and right. you know, since day one when we first opened our doors in two thousand nine, we always did some holiday deals uh, mm-hmm. because you know, let's face it, you know, an experience gift is going to last a lot longer than the, you know, than the tie or the pair of socks or right. uh, the nice t-shirt. Tell, tell us a little bit about some of the deals you guys are offering up there and where can yeah. people find out the information about them uh, this holiday season, Paul? Yeah, for sure. So I, I agree with you. I think an experience is a gift that people will less be less like to forget. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you get a shirt and you're like, Oh, I needed this. This is great. But you get an experience and you, you don't forget what that felt like because you're most likely doing that either with the loved one that gave it to you or with the loved ones um, that you know all received it. So what we have for um, people this year is a buy one, get one 50% off our three-hour adventure pass. Um, and that uh, is, you can buy as, as many as you want. Um, they start at uh, just two online at nomadsoutdooradventure.com. But if you uh, give us a, a call. Uh, we'll have our number at some point. Uh, I'll make sure to say it um, for everybody. But I'll throw, I'll throw all the information in the show. Okay. Notes yeah. Too. You yeah, can give yeah. us a call and either our office manager or myself will be happy to um, pick up that call and help you book as many of those passes as you want. Um, and that's a great way to come out and experience, you know, 2021. Um, they'll be good for not only 2021, but probably um, depending on how this pandemic goes out, um, and what people's comfort levels are, we might be extending it. That that'll come later. We'll yeah. we'll talk to people about that, and um, once we get everyone's emails, we'll be um, communicating that way. But the more exciting one, in my opinion, is we're able to offer a season pass that will allow um, people to come for the entirety of 2021 uh, for $299, which is hundred dollars off of the normal price. So that deal is going on through December 24th of this year. And that, I mean, that value is huge. Um, a ticket for, and that's for both um, young climbers and um, yep. anyone 12 and older, it's the same price because the value you're getting is, is um, unreal. You can come, um, you know, every single day if you wanted to <laughs> that we're open. And uh, obviously not everyone's going to be able to do that, but just the ability to at such a, a low price i mean you come six times as an adult and, and you've already made up your um you've already gone above and beyond the the buy price right yeah. right right and so that's i mean you could and it doesn't just limit you to that three hours right you can stay for the whole day so if you come on a saturday and stay for you know six hours that's you're already getting in a hundred dollar a hundred dollar value off of that one day experience. Um, and depending on, you know, what life throws at us next year, uh, you can, okay, there's school from home this week or, or, you know, whatever it is that is kind of different than you expected, we'll still be there and able to have that experience for everybody, but especially our season pass holders, um, that can take advantage of those days that, um, kind of throw us off our, our normal schedules. So, um, Hopefully there's about ninety five percent less. Hopefully there's about ninety five percent less of those next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that season pass deal I think is really going to be the big value for people to take advantage of. 
That's awesome. That's all. And again, and it's, can, it's nomadsoutdooradventure.com. Yeah. Um, and right on the main nav page, you'll be able to get to the gifts uh, landing page and all that information is there. Or you can call and speak to Paul. He's very pleasant on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so again, we're on the home stretch of 2020. What's one thing with with regards to uh, the, the Empower Adventure Park at Nomads that you're really looking forward to in 2021, Paul? So we have a, a lot of ideas in the works for 2021. And I'm not going to mention most of them just because we need to still work out what's possible and um, kind of figure out um, what is going to happen in 2021. But the, what I'm most excited for is that regardless of how things play out um, with COVID, uh, we have such a amazing operation that we know is safe. We've test run it this entire year and we're going to be able to open more spots um, to more people, more families in 2021 than we were um, in all of 2020, still making it extra extraordinarily safe um, given the way that the course is set up and the way that we do our um, gear up. So regardless of any of the mystery things that I won't mention, which will enhance um, the experience a lot, just the, the notion that we know um, how to keep people safe and how to make the experience um, outdoors and during COVID uh, enjoyable and fun for families and friends alike, that is what I'm most excited for because we have nailed down our um, scenario, our experience and we know we can deliver that to our families and the people that support us. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Paul, I'm looking forward. Obviously, we're the we're the two that are holding it down up here in Connecticut. I'm yeah. looking forward to you know turning the page on this year and taking the lessons learned oh, and and you know getting back into action. It's always a pleasure, you know, bumping elbows with you and and spending time, you know, whether it's in the field on, on the team building stuff or up on the course. So um well, ladies and gents, you just that's a trifecta. That's Paul Capadona. He's up at Empower Adventure Park at Nomads in South Windsor, Connecticut, preceded by Chris Fox at Empower Adventures Middleburg and Calvin Jelstra down at Empower Adventures Tampa Bay. Thank you all so much for checking out and, and hearing from our course managers, operation managers at our three adventure park facilities. Enjoy December, be safe, enjoy some social distant time with family and friends, be smart about it. Let's turn the page and let's have a great 2021. Thank you for tuning in to the Lead with Empower podcast. We'll check you out next time. Great leadership may look and sound different. However, there are common threads that connect all tremendous leaders. They are passionate about those that they lead. They do that which brings out their best and the best in those around them and they never take the easy way out because the exceptional will never come from easy.